1: It's the Sunday Showcase on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences.
0: I'm Jack Warden with that lovely theme from Sharon B. We're back with Mutual Presents. This week, we continue our exploration into last summer's MadCon event with our first Saturday session, Welcome and Structure for Today, moderated by myself and with Jeffrey Billard, Tanya Malevich, and Lothar Tuppen. Enjoy. Good morning and welcome everyone to MadCon Virtual 2021 Saturday. Woo! All the sessions today should answer your questions about acting, scheduling, and recording. I'm Jack Ward from the Sonic Society, Electric Vicuna Productions, and most recently the Mutual Audio Network. We're looking forward to another phenomenal day collaborating. And we're thrilled to welcome back Jeffrey Billard, theater, director, actor, writer, and producer for a variety of audio drama from Broken Sea Audio, Amigos Collective, his very own company, Audio Groove Cats, as well as co-host, of course, to the Sonic Echo. Beside Jeff, we have my other brother, Lothar, who is also director, actor, writer, and a singer, as well as (laughs) a producer of various different audio from Broken Sea all the way to his own work in Ninth uh, Tower Productions. Uh, Collective with the Amigos Collective, and yet another co-host to Sonic Echo, and we're just hoping that we'll get a chance to see our third panelist showing up at some point, Tanya Malevich. But in the meantime, I just wanted to talk today, we're going to get started, of course, with uh, what what happened yesterday, your thoughts, and some of the breakdown for what's going on today, what you hope to see for today as well. And um, where do you think? What do you think we need to have in this particular day's slate of panels? So let's start off with Jeff. What did you? Let's talk about yesterday first. How do you feel? Yesterday went. What were some of the high points for you?
2: I thought it was amazing, and um, one of the high points for me was just being able to interact with all of these people that i've listened to their stuff or i've heard about them but never met them never really seen their face and just as close as we can get in virtual you know to actually meeting someone um it was just amazing i mean people like bob arnold who you know i've known his stuff for a long time never got a chance to meet him um you know other people that that were on yesterday's amazing panel steve snyder and and jeff jeffrey adams and you know just amazing amazing people so it was nice to be there meet them see their face kind of 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 interact with them and then hear all the different ideas about writing and and collaborating and and how people everyone's different process and and uh, it was just enlightening because I always love to listen to how everyone else does it because I can always grab something from there and something from there and, and say oh well, I'm gonna try that or, and I will say this that it um, um, it also I also it started to kick off some writing ideas for me yesterday right just listening just talking to people about writing and you and and Lothar and and just all of a sudden things started to go click 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 Oh, what about this? What about the, Oh, that might be fun. You know, so it's a great way to get things to get, you know, things flowing and, and like that. So I I I think we ended at what 10, 1030 last night, right? And we started at 10 in the morning Eastern time. I was ready to keep going. You know, I don't know about you guys, but I was I was tired, but I was ready to go. So it was fantastic. I can't wait
1: for today. Awesome. Thank you. Lothar. I have, um sort of two. Two ways that I enjoyed it. It was a great day. On a very personal level, it was just being able to put faces and body language and actually virtually meet these people, like Bob Arnold, Chatterbox Audio. I never would have imagined that, you know, that would have been him because it's like you hear a voice, you hear a show, and then you know you see the persons, you know, in in real space, in real life, and seeing Steve, Steve Schneider, Bob Arnold, Jeffrey Adams, everybody yesterday was just fantastic to actually meet them in person, even digitally. Um, so from an emotional level, that was really very satisfying to make a stronger connection with the audio drama community in that way. I really love the information that was given, the way it was given, and we got Tanya! yay. Hey, Tanya! Hello. Hey,
3: <laughs> I was looking for the passcode, sorry about that.
0: Welcome, good, welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Just gonna make sure we get you, I think you're all promoted, aren't you? made as a co-host she just she just was oh she was and i did somebody put her back probably me yeah. anyway <laughs> we'll um, she'll be there there she is, there she is. There she is. and and your co is good so for those people who don't know i just want to quickly introduce uh my friend and uh one of the one of my favorite people in the whole world, Tanya Malevich, who happens to be—I call—I consider her the queen of modern audio drama. That's my crowning of her, not hers at all. Yeah. I still think that she is, she is the person. If David Alt is in all of your shows, Tanya Malevich is in more. So Tanya is in everything. Is phenomenal, award-winning, triple threat, beautiful singing voice, amazing actress. Yeah fantastic director and writer and co-creator of Lightning Bolt Theater of the Mind, as well as, as a proud member of, of the Mutual Audio Network. And we're, and we're just thrilled to have you, Tanya. Thank you for coming. I That was more off the cuff than I wanted to be. Was that enough?
3: Oh, that was great. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to start my video, but it says uh, that you, I guess you have to give permission or something. Oh, so, just
0: got to uh, make a co-host and then you, you should be okay.
3: Oh, uh, okay, thanks.
0: That's good. We were talking about yesterday's, uh, just reflections on what happened yesterday. Yes, she is. There you are. Hello, is this hey, a good hey, angle? Time, yeah. That's great. Hey, <laughs> okay. Awesome. Okay. So we were talking about yesterday. I know you weren't able to uh, tune in to all the, sh- all the stuff that we were doing yesterday, but did you have any thoughts about and or reflections on any of the yesterday's events, uh, things that you liked, high points and the
3: like? Yeah, um, I enjoyed the discussion that all of us had. Um, lothar myself jeff and the other jeff (laughs) jeff adams and that was uh, a lot of valuable information about writing how to sort lines how to lay out scripts um i learned a lot so it was all all educational for me i think
0: and that's the hope that i have for this um I mean, it's great to meet with the people that we really appreciate and for us it's especially a thrill to be face to face with a lot of other people, but I'm hoping that we can provide for people who are watching some practical knowledge and skills and ideas and ways to get people interested in creating more collaborating more and being engaged more. So considering that today is our second day and specifically involved in acting, recording, and scheduling, and casting, and all those aspects of the recording process, what are your kind of hopes and goals for this particular day? We'll start with Tanya, last last in, first up. <laughs> what do you think?
3: Um, so I guess just, learning from other people's processes and incorporating the best of all worlds in uh, going forward with technique and maybe even finding collaborations and making friends and that kind, of, that kind of thing for me is really just, I'm here to learn just as much as everyone else is and I'm excited to be here and make more, more friends and just meet more folks in the audio drama community that I maybe haven't met yet also just uh, as we all say as podcasters, my goal is to listen to more shows.
0: Love it, love it. Lothar, your thoughts?
1: Um, I'm really I, I, going to be very interested as a student today because all of my acting comes from being an oral storyteller. So I don't have traditional stage training mm-hmm. and a lot of that formal training that um, you know we're gonna see today in, people who have had a lot of different experience, I'm just hoping to absorb all that, uh, add it to my repertoire, put it into my filter as to how I can make use of it, and uh, hopefully uh, give some people some good ideas on the few panels that I'm on today. I think it's gonna be a very great day and uh, acting is what I consider the weakest of my, at least uh, knowledgeable skills to be able to communicate on and i just really looking to look forward to absorb everything today.
0: Yeah, for me, um and I'm just going to jump in. Sorry, Jeff. Uh, but for me, oh. I agree that I think that a writing is the thing that I was, I am the most thrilled about, but acting is the thing I'm most curious about. So I want to find out more today. I want to do a whole lot more listening about some of the experts. Many of the people are, I consider experts are right here at the table.
1: And so I want to hear more of what they have to say. So Uh, one last thing before we move over to Jeff is just I want people today to also get a feel for maybe acting is one of the most scary things to do because you're really out there writing. You can fix it. You can do it mixing. You're still there, but you're out in front with acting. And I know that there's a lot of people that are terrified of even considering doing that. And um, audio drama is great for just being able to jump in, do things, have people help you. You're not flying without a net and You can just get out there and do it and just keep getting better and just have a good time with it. And I'd like that to be the takeaway from anybody out there that wants to be a voice actor who's seeing this and going, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah, you can. You'll find something you can do. Maybe you don't do a whole lot. Maybe you try it and you decide you don't like it, but try it and it's fun. Yeah,
0: that's a wonderful point. And I think a lot of people are on that sort of edge. Like, you know, I know that I after all these years, acting still terrifies me. And I I, I cast myself in my own things strictly because I know what I want out of the performance, or at least I know that the tone that I want, not that I'll give a good performance from it, but that's, that's kind of what it is. And so I'm secretly, I don't seek out acting things. I'm thrilled when somebody asks me to do a performance for them and I feel honored to do that and I do that. But I don't seek them out for that particular reason, and maybe, maybe after today, today I'll get a little more bravery. Jeff, your thoughts and hopes for coming up.
2: Well, this is this day is is the sweet spot for me, and um, you know, after being an acting teacher for so long and uh, college professor in theater, you know, I I love talking about acting, and I've been retired for like three years now, so I don't get much chance anymore, so you may have to stop me, you know, and it's like, you know, shut that guy up because it's, uh, you know, I used to do it every single day, uh, you know, for so many hours. And uh, so I'm so excited to talk about, about the acting process and, and the, you know, recording and putting things together. And, and, um, so I'm really excited. And, and just like Lothar just said about today for him, Tomorrow for me is going to be, you know, the day I'm like, okay, teach me. And not that I'm not going to learn today because I'm going to learn a ton. But, you know, uh, this is going to be fun for me. And I'm really looking forward to this. And uh, great panels today. Unbelievable.
0: Yep. You kind of froze a little bit there. Hopefully you'll come back to us. I'm going to jump off from those panels. The panels that uh, Jeff was speaking about was the first one that's coming up will be at 11.15 called Gather Your Team with uh, moderated by Jeff Adams and Lothar and Jeff and Pete Lutz, hopefully, and Bill Arrow would would show up for that. So it's a really large panel. Check out that one. That's from 11.15 to 12.45. After that, we have... Oh, maybe I'm the one that's frozen. Nope, we can help. Oh, I'm good?
3: We can hear
0: yep. you, yep. Oh, you good. Yeah, it's just uh, my, my screen went minor, uh, minimized there for a second. All right, so it's Jeff. So yep. somebody can let him back in. Um, and then after that, we have from 1 p.m. to 2.30, identifying the field. That's supposed to be moderated by David Alt, but we may have a pinch hit moderator as there's some some issues about getting him in at this time sadly um and that will have ellie maitland michael wilhelm larry groby and robert arnold really fun stuff there uh then we have from 245 to 415 acting for audio jeff adams is back again as our moderator for that with joe stofko jeff again biller john bell Tanya's back for that and Robert Arnold. These are huge uh, panels on these discussions. And then from 4.30 to 6.30, we have an encore presentation of that workshop seminar, Improv Your Audio, or Improv Your Writing, I should say, by Neil Jones and Peter Reynolds. And that's fantastic. Uh, After that, we have two more sessions for the evening, beginning with That Sounds Better from 7 to 8.30, and That's Me with Lothar, uh, Kareem Kronfla, and Ed Champion. And then we have 8.45 to 10.15, best practices for recording, ending off with Jeff Billard, Lothar Tuppen, John Scott Ballantyne, and Tanya Malevich. So talking about best practices, quality control, learning from the recording, asking for retakes, building loyalty in your team. That's a great way to wrap all that kind of stuff up. So all of these things have from sort of the, again, the soup to nuts idea of how do you get your actors together? Who's the best people to cast? How do you sort of set up your place for recording and having the best sound possible? And uh, how do you be able to get it in a place where you can send this off to a post-productions person somewhere down the line? So Anyone want to comment on any of that? I know, Tanya, one of the things that you've been spending a lot of time about is focusing on getting the right microphone and the right space for your sound recording.
3: Absolutely. It's a work in progress and it never ends. You know, there's always something you can do to improve or to change it up. Um, I think the hardest thing for me that I've encountered is finding... I, like what I would love to do is go into a store and try all the microphones or a studio or something and just test my voice on on different ones and then kind of do a little pros and cons list and figure out from there which microphone works but that said I've generally found that the the Sennheiser MKH416 works really well just because it has such a small pickup pattern and um it focuses more on the brighter quality of the voice. So because my voice isn't super low, that works without being too sibilant. But then again, if you're the type of person that your S's are a little bit more pronounced or uh, something of that nature, maybe you have more of the mids in your voice, uh, then the Sennheiser might make it a little too bright. It really all depends. So that's been a process for me is just figuring out what I, what I like to use. I have a couple of different microphones and I end up switching between them depending on the project. And I also like to give the producer a choice because sometimes, uh, the, the director or the producer might have a microphone across the board that they like, and they, they use, and I'll stick to that one. So I kind of, I like to give people an option and then I go from there, but it takes a long time to build your setup. It definitely takes years and that's okay because uh, you've got to start somewhere. And I mean, I started with a Radio Shack (laughs) plug-in eighth-inch input microphone, which sounded atrocious. It (laughs) sounded like you were in a box. (laughs) It it got, uh, went on from there, but I don't know. That's
0: cool. So yeah. what I'm hoping, and this, I, I think this was one of your suggestions early on when we actually meet next year for MadCon 2022 in Halifax, buy your tickets now. Um, we decided that <laughs> one of the things, see how, <laughs> nice, we were going to have a technical um, sort of studio sort of set up so that we will have a number of different microphones come in by some of the local uh, people who, who work on it here, um, Longmire. and. Uh, I think it's Longmire, Long Long something, Long Long and McQuaid. That's right, Long and McQuaid. They have a number of different things. And so what we'd like to do is have a, lo- a whole pile of microphones with people there allowing you to record and listen to all that stuff with the idea that you, you, we could have a, a checklist. We could have something so that when you walk away, whether you buy a microphone that day or not, you know what you want and you know for what particular reason. So maybe you want an entirely different microphone for things like this being on Zoom compared to when you want to do, you know, your audiobook presentation stuff. And maybe your audiobook presentation stuff is a different microphone when you're doing your audio drama. And maybe there's various different ways of looking at that. Or as, as it is for me, I'm looking at different microphones that will be more effective for live radio drama on stage as opposed to recording in studio. Because all of these things, whether you use compression or not, they really add into the factor. And I'm learning all this. I'm certainly far behind Tanya on all this, but I, I find it really, really fascinating. And I think it'll be one of the great elements of learning. So, in in the live uh, version of MadCon, I will be having these technical. Um, sort of studio set up for people to go and do that throughout the set throughout the whole weekend we'll also have meetups of course so that it's important that you get a chance to meet with people in common areas and just have fun and chat and then on top of that we'll also have i was talking to somebody yesterday about the fact that we will have sessions on friday and saturday where people want to get together to do a per- performance for that night so they People will come with their own shows already, but we have the Sir James Dunn Theater, which goes up to 300 people to do live shows for both the matinee and evening performance, which will be free for MadCon people, but we'll sell tickets for Halifax City. So people will come in, so cool. hopefully fill wow. up the seats, defray our costs for MadCon in the future by doing that. And we'll be able to do two performances of a matinee Maybe for kids, John Bell's willing to do some matinee kids stuff, which will be awesome as well as evening performances of live radio drama that could be just put together for that entire weekend. It's like, Oh my God, I've always wanted to work with this person and, or I've worked with them remotely for so many years. Now i got a chance to do it face to face and we've got six hours to figure out what we're going to do and put on the air or and put on the stage. Nice. So I'm excited. I think it's that'll be cool. This creative stuff is is really cool. And we lost Jeff again.
1: Yep. So, Jack, so. Uh, I know you may not want to get to it just yet, but just in case you didn't notice, there is a question in the QA for us.
0: I did see that question. Cool. You want to read it out and we're ready to sure.
1: take it. All righty. It's from anonymous attendee. Dun dun dun. One goal, hope that I have is a, is to oh god, I need my reading glasses.
0: <sighs> oh, I can do
1: that if you want. Oh, you're good. Nope. One goal, hope that I have is this: to find the answer to this question. How are you actually reaching your audiences via podcasts, radio, nonprofit radio, etc.?
0: My answer is all of the above. Yeah. So, and I think all of the above is what people miss out on. So, for example, all of us here are on a, on the Mutual Audio Network, and I approach people in it for the Mutual Audio Network to be able to say, um would you like us to replay your show? And many people are very generous and say, absolutely. But other people are not. And they say, well, I want people to only come to my feed. But the more people who listen to your show, the more people who will come to your feed, the more people that will come to your address, the more people that may not have heard what you've done. So it's just like, I consider the mutual network very similar to like a radio station because we're putting on shows every single day. So if a radio station said we want to play your entire series, would you say no? If you do, you're missing out on an entire group of people who may not have ever heard. And I'm, I know I am. When I first started, I started only on the radio. So we were doing coast to coast to coast. Basically, we were doing um, all across Canada and through some of the United States and in Europe. They were using our show, and we were syndicated for various different places across. And I was getting people who were uh, calling in or emailing in from Seattle who had no computer but were listening via radio, and it was coming to them from some Seattle station or from Vancouver Island or whatever they were listening to it from. Those are people who would not have listened before. So it's really important. Uh, just that's the whole reason why I brought up the Sonic sign in the first place is to get the work out there to as many people as possible, to as many ears as possible. We wanna increase and, and build this community. I think our biggest problem is people sort of get a little jealous and holding on to their own sort of domain and realize we're all in this together. When we become as big as, you know, as Netflix and, you know, we're all paid massive amounts of money, then we can argue about, you know, who uh, has
1: whose audience oh, and stuff yeah. like no, that. If we get, if we get corrupted <laughs> and turn into Hollywood, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, a reason I, there's a reason I didn't get a video job in L.A. and move to the Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be a part of that world. Yes.
0: Too cutthroat. That's my answer. What what What's your answer, Lothar? And we'll go to to uh, tanya
1: oh um i'm not the right person to ask because i'm more along the lines of i'm just putting it out there and i got a good paying d- day job and i really don't care how many it gets out there so i don't have social media um i do it through the mutual audio network i email people word of mouth and if i get a hundred listeners great if i get a thousand listeners great if i get 10 listeners great um i'm not that that concerned about marketing and and all that sort of thing okay and and tanya what do
0: you feel
3: yeah, I I would say also that, you know, I I love the Mutual Audio Network. I think it's a really, really good way to get audio, uh, various shows, and even shows that maybe have been off the air for a while or aren't available on their domain anymore. I know there are shows like that that are now available with permission, which is really cool. You know, you you find gems that you either haven't listened to in a long time or you you weren't aware of because they're not easily searchable so it's a great treasure trove of all kinds of shows that are a lot of fun as for like lightning bolt theater of the mind we don't do a lot of social media either so I'm with Lothar there that I just I'm not very good at it to be honest um not not great at like keeping up the posts and trying to engage uh on social media so I I don't do much of that I could be a lot better and I'm sure that I'll learn a lot from this from today's sessions and tomorrow's sessions about that. And, um, that said really, it, it all goes through the podcast feed Podbean. And if I get like, like Lothar said, if I get a couple listeners, I'm thrilled. And if I get any feedback, that's great. I'm excited. I hope to get more, uh, interested voices, or if, if someone wants to get into voice acting, they want to try joining on to lightning bolt. Awesome. You know, you're more than welcome to, um, Otherwise, you know, it's available on Apple Podcasts and I'll mention it word of mouth to, to folks as well in email. And that's the extent of what I've done to promote it, which isn't much.
0: Excellent. Jeff, welcome back. Thanks. So our question that came from the anonymous attendee, who I'm assuming is wearing a purple hood that says Mad Colin, on the front, and no one Oh, <laughs> there's no question. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, one one goal <laughs> I hope that I have is a hope I have is to find the answer to this question. How are you actually reaching your audiences via podcasts, radio, <laughs> nonprofit radio, et cetera? Um, we've all had our answer. Do you want to take a turn at yours?
2: Yeah, sure. The the um, that's that's a good question, I, and I really I really don't know. I don't know if anybody listens to anything we do, um, but um, you know I heard you talking about um, mutual, and you know and Sonic Society as well. You know all of that because it's a it's a clearinghouse of all these great pardon. And, and the first thing that you know when I'm looking for something, I go to Sonic Society. And I go to that great website that you have you know, the little blurbs and the comments and stuff like that. And I can always find it there. Um, but a mutual is great. Cause of what Tanya said, I caught the end of that with, you can, you know, find so much stuff and it's separated up into days. So if you like horror, you can go on Tuesdays or if you like, you know, sci-fi adventure, you can go on Wednesdays, you know, whatever, whatever like that. So I think that's a, a marvelous way of, of getting your work out there. Um, I know that one of the ways I heard you talking about social media and I don't do much social media myself just because it's a, a choice. Um, but I do go on Twitter, with the audio groove cats because the reason I did it was really not to promote the shows that we were doing. Cause I, I don't do that many shows anyway, um, but was to try to find new actors, new voice actors. And I made lots of great contacts with, lots of of great voice actors who were more than willing knowing that you know you know i don't make any money off of this you know mutual it's all you know it's all volunteer and they were more than willing to volunteer and i think one of the draws draws to it was that they wanted to do the work um and a lot of them are trying to be professional voice actors but they need to build up a a reel. So they're like, well, I can do this and I can put this on on my reel. Um, But a lot lot of it too, I think was altruistic in the sense that when we started Story Circle Theater, Jack, right, um, to uh, narrate children's stories that were um, in the public domain, to promote families uh, to listen together and hopefully to promote kids to read so they're going, oh well, you know, mom, dad, whoever, what's this story? Oh well, that's you know, Brothers Grimm. Let's get a book and read it together, you know. And that was kind of my intent when I when I started it. Um, but there were so many people who was, who were so just giving of themselves and said, I'll 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 you know, I'll do a Peter Rabbit tale, and I know Jack, you did some too, and right, it was you know, and especially I again I talked about it yesterday, but I have to talk about her again. Sharon Grunwald, who has, I think her goal is to record the entire Brothers Grimm catalog, because, and she's cut about 20 of them done, Jack, something like that, right, I'm just it's guessing stunning. at that number.
0: She's so fantastic.
2: Yeah. Oh, she's unbelievable, and, and uh, you know, and then she got her, then her husband got into it, and he, he uh, you know, made the music, he wrote the music for this, for the show, and so, uh, you know, it's just, it's fantastic, so it's, so I, I think social media is good, you know, but I don't want to be beholden to social media all the time and just answer things and writing things. I don't need to do that. You know, it's, but it is good. And, and it was good for me for, um, finding new voices and hopefully a set of voices that were more diverse. For
1: sure. Um,
2: you know, to come and join us and, you know, with Story Circle Theater, everyone was welcomed in. It wasn't audition. I mean, I listened to people's reels and stuff, but it was, you know, just do it and send yeah. it to us and, and we'll we'll put it on.
0: And, and um, we find more on that as time goes by, too, about the acting side of things. How do you do that? Right. Those are all yeah. the elements we're looking for today. Sorry, I didn't mean to right. cut
2: you off. There. No, that's OK. I, I was kind of rambling there. But it was. Um, yeah. So I think I think that for me. The reason to do the work is to do the work, the camaraderie, because all of you guys always say yes when I ask you to be in one of the shows we do. And, and um, especially now with what we're the project we're working on now, right?
1: The 20-episode project here. we're working we're on now. We're all <laughs> the
0: principals in right? the, the four of <laughs> us are
1: all in it. Wait, let's and, do a recording uh, session right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have the time, let's do it. Yeah, no, that's great.
2: And, and I have to tell you that that, you know, those Sunday afternoons when we get together, those are great times for me. So it, yeah. it's so for people out there who are listening, going, "Well, I want to get into voice acting." They may not realize that, like like tanya always says, "There's a there's a community there, and you make really good friends." I mean, we've all become r- really good friends because of voice acting, right? I mean, because of Bill, right? We all started with Bill Hallway, but you know, it all brought us together. So sure. um, there, yeah. there's there's a social aspect of it as well you know and, and that is so enriching absolutely uh, that i think it's good
0: a couple more quick questions from our anonymous attendee uh unless anyone wanted to jump in there uh no we're good okay so one of them was what exactly is the mutual audio network and we've sort of danced around that specifically so i'm gonna i'm gonna hit that very quickly so Um, The Mutual Audio Network is a collaborative group of people. Um, The people that you see on the screen make up about half of the original circle of the uh, Mutual Audio Network. And every single day, we drop audio drama on the feed. So the Mutual Audio Network broadcast feed has over 3,000 original audio drama shows on it currently. So every single day, you'll find new shows. Now, some people say, And one of the reasons why I did it this way is like people said, well, that makes like, then there's like way too much content. But the truth of the matter is, is there's a number of people out there that aren't as, as computer savvy or as app savvy as you may think you are. So adding and removing shows from their thing can be a real trick but they really love audio drama. And I've talked to I've done a bunch of people who like knitters and model makers and people who like to do stuff with their hands and keep themselves busy, but maybe don't have the time to watch TV, but enjoy the audio drama. People who do long haul of tr- truckers and all that kind of stuff. So if they have continual listening that they can do, this is a, a huge value for them. But on top of that, that well, that's the Mutual Audio Network feed that we jump into three shows every single day, We also have the shows broken up, the days broken up into genres. So Tuesday, for example, is Tuesday Terrors. Wednesday Wonders is science fiction and fantasy award winning, hosted by Lothar Tupin. Tuesday hosted by Jeff Billard. I just want to point both of those out here. Thursday (laughs) is um, Thursday Thrillers, which is adventure, mystery and crime shows hosted by Rich Froelich. Friday, hosted by John Bell, Friday Follies is all comedy. Saturday Story Circle, hosted by Scott Mosher, is all kid stuff and family oriented tales. Monday, hosted by Pete Lutz, Monday Matinee is classic live shows. And dramatic shows, which are a lot of fun. And then today, or sorry, no, it's not today because I was recording for tomorrow. Tomorrow is Sunday Showcase, which both (laughs) David Alt and I co host once in a while. We take flip back and forth, which is the latest releases from our United Artists of Audio. That's what I like to call us, our team, the United Artists of Audio from the Mutual Audio Network. And so anytime you get new stuff out, like every single week, you'll get Sonic Society or in the summertime, Sonic summer stock playhouse so if you don't want all that stuff say you like well I, that sounds great jack but i hate horror uh and i love science fiction and i love you know classic stuff well then subscribe to the separate different podcasts as well you can subscribe st- just to Wednesday Wonders with Lothar Tuppen, and every week get the update from that. You can subscribe to Tuesday Terrors with Jeffrey Billard and get the update from that. So you can go as as full or as small as you want. And as Jeff pointed out, with the incredible work of Sharon Grunwald, we've also added two, or actually three more podcasts onto all of that. So we're up to about 11 now. (laughs) And one of them is, Story Circle Theater, which ends up being our uh, audio fiction for kids, and and so we, if you just like stories, um, then you can subscribe to Story Circle Theater, and every week you'll get an update of another kid story that originally played on uh, Story Circle uh, or Saturday Story Circle, but gets replayed on Story Circle Theater. Or and hope I'm hoping Jeff can plumb the depths for this too because we need more content for mutual book club which is our school yes. adult fiction stuff so what we're looking for is original and public domain works that people want to read and send in to us that we can put sort of continually on the mutual fiction book club if you want to do a short story we'll throw that one up if you want to do a novel we'll put it up chapter by chapter week by week and that way you'll be able to listen to it that way so I'm. I wanted to do the Mutual Audio Network because I've been doing the Sonic Society for so many years, and I wanted to expand expand this world of audio drama. And I never thought I would be so excited about a project like this three years after into it because of these people in front of me and because of the other people that are involved. Every single day, I get to hear Jeff Billard's voice introducing. Or, you know, every week I get to hear his voice introducing Tuesday terror or Lothar Tupper doing his introduction. What is Sonic Society? Oh, no, Sonic Society is my original show um, that went that's 18 years long. It's a weekly show showcasing radio drama from around the world. And you can find that at sonicsociety.org, or you can subscribe to the Mutual Audio Network Sunday Showcase and listen to the new ones. Uh, older ones are put on Monday matinee. I think we're, we're going back to season 12 right now, season 11 and 12. Earlier seasons than that, you can find on an entirely different feed This I had it the Sonic Society feed. But I did stop at that at that moment and started all new stuff into the Mutual Audio Network. I was sort of in for a penny, in for a pound. Um, and the name of Jeff's show is Tuesday Terror. Uh, that's where he's hosting. But um, Jeff has his own uh, company, which he puts his stuff on Mutual Audio Network, which is um, audio, what was it, Cool Cool Cats, right?
2: Groove. A oh, Cool Groove. Audio Groove Cats.
0: Audio Groove Cats. Sorry. I, I'm i getting a little must. It's morning. I apologize. I would know that off the top of my head. Appropriated
2: so, from Bill Holoway.
0: Ah, of course, because you grew, Kat. Right? <laughs> um, sorry to talk so much, but I just want to get through because there's so many interesting questions and well, yeah, we have the time. Yeah. Um, how often do you attempt to go into schools, both to entertain and to teach? I can speak to that very quickly. That is my <laughs> other job. <laughs> so I, I, I am, my Clark Kent is, I am a teacher. And yes, I bring audio drama into all of my classes. I'm an English teacher. And so I have a number of different ways that I bring them in. Uh, and in various different grades. Sometimes I bring them in uh, in the grade 12s, I, I introduce them strictly to old time radio stuff. In my earlier grades, I introduce them to um, spoken word story stuff uh, and podcasts. And then I get them involved into listening to audio dramas and reviewing them for that reason. So, and I'm, I've been working with other teachers to be able to do the same, especially in drama. One of my favorite things that I lo- that I did was I was able to work with one uh, grade 10 class, have them write scripts and then take them to a drama class where they would act them out and record them and then take them to a tech class where they would do all the editing. And then at the end of the semester, all three classes would get together and get a chance to listen to stuff and be able to go, well, wait a minute. I didn't, I didn't imagine it that way, but that sounds really cool. He cut one of my lines, but it works better that way. And so just understanding <laughs> the editing process and how that works has been really, really valuable for a lot of people. Um, I think that's the answer to that question. Anyone else go, I know Jeff used to, did you bring audio drama into your classroom, Jeff?
2: Oh yeah, I, years, this is probably in the 1980s. Uh, I was teaching a filmmaking class and what I noticed was that everybody just wanted to concentrate on the video, 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 and they weren't concentrating on sound. So to get them to concentrate on sound, I devised a, a lesson where they made audio dramas. And now, you have to remember, this is like the early 80s. So we were using, uh, you know, cassette recorders. And, you know, so you got clicks, you know, and you press the button and stuff like that. And, little cheap mics that's all they had because nobody nobody really had that stuff back then you know and computers hadn't come out yet you know to the masses so there was none of that so but it was fun because we they had to be creative and how they were going to do sound effects because you didn't have like canned sound effects so you know they're crumpling up paper for fire and you know they're doing things and they're making it and and I think what, what i wanted it to do and i think with some of them it probably worked some of them it probably just went but they you know to concentrate on the soundscape of their video um so that and and um uh, and we played a lot of old-time radio just so they could listen to it and uh you know because the thing is i was thinking about this yesterday that you know i was born in the 1950s so by the time I was born, radio had pretty much died out, you know, old time radio, that kind of thing. But my parents had listened to it during the Depression when they were growing up and all that. So it was around. And then it wasn't until so I and I used to listen to I had a whole bunch of cassettes of the old uh, Sherlock Holmes with Nigel Bruce and Harry Bartell. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, Yeah. 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 You yeah. know, I had a bunch of cassettes that I found in a store. And they were in the, you know, this bin and they were like, you know, a dollar each. And I was like, I I was going through the bin like a crazy person. And, you know, I used to listen to them in my Walkman, remember Walkmans, you know, like that. And and um, and then it was 1981 when Star Wars, NPR Star Wars came out. I happened to catch that on the radio. And that was like it was like, oh, my God, this is what it must have been like you know, to actually hear it on the actual radio. And I'm Jack, you have a lot of stuff on the radio, right? Like that, you know, it's like, and I was so turned on and, and uh, the nice, that's when I did the audio, um, fantastic. drama, radio drama thing in class after that.
0: That's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I always thought that it would be a good thing for drama teachers to start with audio drama because you could focus on voice, just get them to think about vo- vocal stuff. Tanya, have you got a chance to go into classrooms or schools and and talk about what you do? Oh, you I think you're got. Um, oh, can you hear me? I can hear you fine. Now. Okay,
3: I muted myself in the headset. Sorry. Um. So basically, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's a mute button on the headset, and nice. Sometimes I, um, you know, can't tell if it's muted. But anyway, I worked at Perkins uh, doing braille production there. So uh, I was. I had a chance to kind of talk to some of the students about audio drama and podcasting, and then was able to attend a podcasting weekend where I had a chance to share some examples of audio drama and get them to kind of record a little bit, um, just improv stuff. So in that sense, it was a lot of fun. We didn't get to the editing part, but I did get to uh, to join a couple of different Zoom events where I talked about audio editors that uh, were easy to use and kind of go through the basics and share some examples and then the class uh had a couple of lessons on creating their own tracks and mixing a scene or two so the hope there is that they'll continue listening to podcasts and listen to some more audio drama specifically and then maybe make their own or try auditioning or it seemed like a lot of the the students were pretty enthusiastic Um, Many of them wanted to imitate their favorite voiceover talent that they have heard in movies and animated uh, films and things, which I encouraged uh, to do because that kind of lets you be yourself and you imitate what you know. I mean, that's the best way to start with any craft that you're unfamiliar with. So something that you've noticed when you're listening to performances or what have you, and I'll, we'll talk about more of this later, but just a, a general, example is if you you don't know what you're doing just uh emulate what you feel comfortable with and oh, yeah you'll be to the races sure.
0: now we have a question directly for you Tanya, <laughs> But i want a quick i want a quick uh uh shout well, sorry, out. I just... sorry well, i know i was gonna get to you time, i have not okay. gotten you yet oh. so but a uh, quick shout out for some of the people that are watching here this morning We're very excited daniel french is here from chronosphere fiction love your stuff Yay. daniel and Daniel has, uh, has been involved in Mutual Audio from the beginning, too. That's great. And, of course, so is John Ballantyne, famous, famous campfire radio theater. Just had a big anniversary. Good to have you here. Michael Burgonsley. I hope I'm saying that properly, Michael. That's audio drama Reviews, so it's good to be here. He'll be on the panels as well. And Steve Schneider is back. Good morning, Steve, from Wordtastic hey, Steve. Agents. So, and, of course, Tanya, you're deeply involved in that show, too. Here is the question from our anonymous attendee just like firing them off and making our day easy. Tanya, you worked at Perkins in Massachusetts, she asks, or he asks.
3: Yes, uh, yes. that's in Watertown, Massachusetts. Uh, it's a school for the blind. So it's it, it's got quite a diverse population of students and uh, many different interests kind of spanning. So they have outreach programs that span different categories. And those are, you know, always all encompassing. But then besides that, speaking of radio, they do actually have a radio station and they've all the students kind of get a chance to go on the air and make their own shows. So Mm -hmm. I've been encouraging them to kind of to try out some more audio drama and putting their own creations there on the radio station so that parents and teachers and other students can hear it. And then I do believe they have a show that is all old-time radio for the students too. So
0: one of the things I wanted to do is create a a partnership with the CNIB here, the Canadian National Institute of Blind. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. how to do that or how to go about it, but I think it'd be great to be able to provide them with a lot of our work as well. Lothar, I hadn't forgotten you. What have you been able to do? I know you are a teacher as well, although that's not your your day job in the same way. Even oral, oral storytelling is certainly part of that audio world.
1: Well, for about five years, I worked as an andragog, not a pedagogue like the two of you. So I was an instructional designer, and I was actually able to bring voice acting and um, audio drama into corporate uh, adult training. That's amazing. Um, the way Because the the biggest difference between pedagogy and andragogy is that andragogy is very task focused. Or if it is theoretical focused, it has to answer the so what question. Why? Why are you here doing this? You're an adult. You've got a job. What are you taking this for? So it's m- much more... Task focused. It's also not here's an hour a day every day for five days a week, and we do that for a semester. It's here is an eight hour session for two days with two 15 minute and a half hour break, and you as a teacher are on for eight hours. That's yeah. an average teach. A four hour class is a short session to teach. So being able to get people to be comfortable on stage, basically, because you are when you're teaching. And keep them engaged, especially when they're professional people that are like, why are you wasting my time? I'm I, You had to take a day off to take this class. You have to be very engaging. So um, with some of Jeff's help, he gave me some uh, acting and improv uh, exercises <laughs> that I had done in some voice acting classes that I had taken, but I didn't know enough. So he gave me some more material. I was then able to take the team out and get them to say, and they were able to put that into practice in their own classes that they were teaching with doctors and nurses and other people like that, so that was very fruitful. And then also um, incorporating some of that into the e learnings that we would make for uh, additional at the elbow support or documentation methods in a auditory or captivate sort of way, bringing in voice acting and also tailoring the scripts to be very focused. A lot of the voice or a lot of the audio drama background helped out with that as well.
0: Wonderful. There's a question here for you from our anonymous attendee. Lothar, I have found that corporations are especially interested in new ways to teach their employees ethics. They want stories to teach them this topic. And I think this could be huge for radio drama.
1: Possibly. Um, I didn't have to deal with that because I wasn't part of HR and uh, I'm actually the recipient of a lot of those modules for training people on that. Um, It could be. It depends on how I'm sure someone could use it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Sure.
2: No, Jack, it's not um, one thing if I could just jump in quick. Absolutely. That when you talk about, because we're going to be talking about acting today. And one of the things that I think is happening, I know is happening, is my brother uh, went back, you know, when he, in his late 50s, went back and got a degree from Harvard uh, Business School. And one of the first things that they did was they did acting exercises and improv. That was the first thing they did. because He called me up. He said, "Can you believe this? You know, mm-hmm. and and you know, he knew I was an improv teacher forever, and and um, so they're, they're understanding how you use um, acting exercises, acting games, which are fun for most people, and you know, uh, to do and and to be able to communicate. And I can just say that that, um, and I know steve is here so massachusetts is well represented here today right with tanya and me i'm on cape cod you know and like that so just a little shout out to massachusetts and then the um the other thing on the previous question about uh, mutual um i find that for me the simplest way to listen to mutual is on spotify and uh, i just click on spotify and i just let it run you know, it just keeps on going and, and um, like that. So it's, it's there as well. So if you have Spotify, just go ahead and, and search for a mutual audio network. Boy, they'll come up. Thousands of shows will come up and you'll have stuff to listen to for as long as you want to listen to it. Yeah. Um, so I just awesome. wanted to throw that in.
0: Um uh, did Spotify pay for mutual audio network? No, but throw that, throw that in their ear. That's fine. <laughs> 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 I'm looking for Joe Rogan money is what I was <laughs> expecting for all of us, by the way, this <laughs> money would go to everybody who's involved in the first circle of the mutual audio network. That's our agreement. That's whats I'm, I'm not greedy that way, but no, we, we do have, um, we're, we're available on Spotify, but we're available on iHeartRadio. We're available on Apple podcasts and, uh, and Google and the whole bit. I know they just they just the echo too for a show. That's great. Sorry, what was that?
3: Uh you can listen to mutual audio on the echo. You would just say, you know, echo play mutual audio network on Apple Podcasts, and it would just play it. Sweet. As well. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: And uh, also point that John please did indeed from Faulty Towers do corporate videos, very fun ones too. Those those are great. Um another quick comment as we're starting to close our time unbelievable but there is a radio drama group in boston that's on Bandcamp. they are post meridian radio players i had post meridian radio players on years ago on um on the sonic society and uh, i've had them since they're they're fun great anyone here on Bandcamp?
1: No, no that's actually an interesting idea there's a lot of different people that go to band camp than other places, we might be hitting a, a niche that we don't normally hit. If we do that,
0: I, I would love to be able to see if band can, can it take a feed and then be able to run it that way. Because if I have to, I don't to know. Load I've only seen
1: to, them upload stuff. So.
0: Yeah. If I have to yeah. load it all over again, that's the problem yeah. is it takes me about, once I get beyond all the scheduling, beyond all the, the recording that you guys do for me and that, I've got it down to a process where I can upload to the appropriate pod catchers. It takes me about twenty minutes a day to do that, which is totally oh. valuable to be able to do that. Talk to PMRP about Bandcamp questions, Jack. Okay, I, I will. I will do that. So if I can, if I can do that, I will certainly create a mutual audio network, at least one Bandcamp, and have that available because, like you said, to me, it's all about getting it out there to more and many people. And so that everybody here that I all, all the visitors that are here, they're pretty much all on mutual audio for that same reason. The more listeners, the better. It's just it's simple. I want to say it's simple math, but it's simple communication with people. So that's great. Are there any other thoughts before we get about five minutes? Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for so many questions. I really appreciate it. We've got about a little five minutes left before we head off and get ready for our next section. It, since you're talking about improv, I better throw this in as well. Make sure if you haven't signed up, sign up for today. It's the last day for the free workshop called Improv Your Writing by Neil Jones and Peter Reynolds. These guys usually, they do this for pay and they're offering it to our MadCon people for free. So take advantage of that. Check out, it's, it's, it's an, a hands-on virtual workshop where they only allow 12 people in a group. So it, it is kind of a really cool thing for us to be able to do that. So make sure you sign up, whether you wanna do improv in your life, whether you're having trouble with writing at times and you get stuck, all of these things are, are, are really good reasons to, to try it out and be involved. Other mm-hmm. thoughts, folks? I've talked enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I don't think that there's enough really bad hot dogs at this convention. <laughs> and the microwave pizza it's I can't find any the coffee's actually good from my coffee maker I think we're slacking on this particular aspect of the convention
0: yeah. I'll, I'll, t- I'll talk to the bad food truck and see if I
1: can bring stuff
2: to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, any, I'm just any, excited to get going today yeah. okay
3: cool me too
0: any other questions okay. from people because if, if, if we've got five minutes, I'm going to go and, and try to bring out uh, the next, the next uh, script for us to record and get as much done as we can right now. So, <laughs> no, I people don't know what we're talking about when we say, uh, some people might, but maybe we should talk very briefly since we have a couple of minutes. What is it that we meet every other Sunday, theoretically, every other Sunday <laughs> to
1: record? Oh. Temple of Vampire.
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: From I Love a Mystery. Right? I Love a Mystery. Yeah. And Carlton E. Morse. Carlton E. Morse. It's it's for those of you who, who know Bill Holwick, Um, it was his favorite audio drama and he would send it out. I don't know if he sent, used to send it to you, Tanya. I'm sure he did. But. Every every I, don't know, I think every couple of months you'd get <laughs> yes. hey you listen to this Temple of Vampire this is my favorite show and he, you know I just want to fill up your hard drive and, yeah just filling up and, your drives
0: man just filling up your drives <laughs> right. and, yeah uh, so, and so we always wanted to, it, man
2: yeah we always wanted to do it for Bill and and but the scripts there's twenty episodes and and they're
0: hard to find hard to find the scripts and then we
2: found the scripts but they and then. Jack was able to locate them, and and it was just all of a sudden, hey, we can do this now. And some of Jack's students typed out all of those scripts, took hours, and and uh,
3: oh yeah, it's impressive. It, yeah,
2: and and it was just like, oh my god, now we could we can actually do this. And so you know, we were lucky, and we grabbed Mark Kalita and yep. Lothar's wife Jan, who's an amazing VA, and and uh, we just Austin went uh, in right, Austin, Austin, Austin Moser, because. We needed a kid, and you know how, and he's fantastic. Yeah. So um, you know, because Hermie stows away on the on the plane, and
3: and also Lothar does a really good impression of Hermie. I love it. He it's a, amusing. Does.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I love bar, eat some bar, more bar. canned tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> and David Alt does the narration.
2: Let's not forget. Yes. Yeah. So Lothar stands in as Hermie in our in our recording <laughs> sessions. Yeah. And uh, So those It's,
0: always, will be it's always,
2: always quite good.
0: Those will be heard exclusively on, well, exclusively to begin with, on Thursday Thrillers. The Mm -hmm. idea is that eventually there's 20 episodes. It'll take a while, probably next year by the time we start hitting the ground with them. And uh, they'll be up every single week, one at a time. So I'm kind of looking forward. I'm I'm excited to listen to what we've done because Jeff's already done some some rough editing of some scenes and i'm like oh this is so much cool. fun and it's so <laughs> much fun for me recording it's it's coming together with my friends you know and just hanging out and doing something that we love together and maybe that's the best way to end this panel is to talk about that's one of the benefits of what we do is being able to hang out together bounce ideas off together act together and and listen together
3: absolutely that's the best that's exactly experience. right
2: you know, and I think it's, it's, it's amazing because yesterday morning when David Alt was here, you know, David's been in a number of shows I've done and he's, you know, if I can get David and Tanya in a show, that's all right. You know, that's, that's a win, you know, and, and, but we, he and I have never ever talked to each other. So over the last years, you know, it's Hey David, you want to play this? Oh, sure. And then it comes with David you get the lines like 20 minutes later you know what i mean it's like how'd you do that and uh, you know so it was nice to be able to talk and, and you know just kind of know we had somewhat similar backgrounds and acting and things like that so.
0: like him and john bell you sort of say oh, yeah. "You know, i would really like you to do this sometime for me john and then 10 minutes later he's got four versions of it and then a comedic version yeah. on top i'm like what, what, how did you do that? <laughs> weren't you busy to do stuff like that? John's amazing. So there, yeah. you're all amazing. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, everybody. We're running out of time. Thank you, Jeff Billard for being here and starting the okay. day off well. Thank you, Lothar Toppin. same thing. And thank you so much, Tanya. It's so wonderful to see everybody. Hey, I Jack. really appreciate it all.
1: Jack, and- can, I, can I do a, a quick uh, sign off for a uh, welcome to MadCon 2021, where we listen, imagine and learn together yeah
3: Perfect. yay see in the next session you, folks <laughs> take care all
1: right
3: thank you everyone see you soon
1: now you seem to me to be a connoisseur of the best of radio drama in which case make sure you're subscribed to the monday matinee feed There we have our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio drama. So yeah, either the main Mutual Audio Network feed for all types and genres of audio drama, or the Monday matinee, and we'll see you there.
3: The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.